Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical, and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. All right, before we talk about pornography, I want to remind you that my texting is now a texting program, meaning on Mondays there's a challenge, on Tuesdays it's going to be relationship texts, on Wednesdays there's going to be uh, an exclusive video in a shot glass um, that with a private link, so that's basically for just the people uh, who are in my texting community. Thursday, Therapy Thursdays, and then Friday you get this Google Doc on a topic that goes deeper. So I'm doing this so it's not just about getting random texts, but it's about having some structure and a program. Um, and then you can start to uh, decide which of these texts help you um, more so than others. Anyway, check it out. Uh, just go to my Instagram, The Angry Therapist, or uh, my website, TheAngryTherapist.com, and give it a try. Okay, now let's talk about porn. So I'm talking about this because I get so many questions via um, Instagram, where uh, and they're mostly women. And the question is basically, what's your take on porn? And you know, I can't answer it in one of those Instagram story slides because it's it's complicated, and there's you know so much to to, to explore and discuss. And so I, I thought I'd turn it into an episode. I also hesitate in answering because um, it feels very loaded because most of uh, the women who ask me this are angry uh, that their boyfriends are uh, watching porn and they don't think it's right and it's um, you know a form of in a way infidel in uh, in a way like cheating right so and I understand that um, so let's talk about this first I want to tell you uh, just. A little bit about my story and my relationship with uh, pornography. So, when I was, uh, I don't know, probably 10, 9, 10, 11, uh, when I was really young, um, my parents were never home because uh, they had businesses, of course, and it was always about um, putting food on the table, right? Just being immigrants to America. They worked long hours. And so, I had the keys to the castle. I could do uh, anything I wanted, eat whatever I wanted. They thought being American meant filling the cupboards with Twinkies and all the cereals and candy bars. And so basically, I lived in a, a liquor store. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons why I had so many friends uh, was because they would all come over and just um, take advantage of all the treats. We also had... Um, a cable box, and back then, you know, it would obviously there was no internet or digital stre streaming. It was uh, via cable, and we had uh, something called On TV and Select TV and uh, the Playboy Channel and all that. And when um, my parents were gone, and I had you know free, when I could just roamed the house, um, I would go into my parents' room, and I would try to you know watch stuff that I wasn't supposed to watch. So a little bit of that. And then also, um, of course, you know, at that age, we all had older brothers. And some of my friends had older brothers who um, had magazines. And, you know, in the 80s, it wasn't like today where all you need is your phone. I mean, uh, pornographic images 
were really hard to find. I mean, it was like it was like trying to get drugs, you know. So if you got if you got an image or or if you're lucky and actually got an entire magazine, it was like a super big deal. Um, so one of my, I remember one of my friends. He found he he had this image. It was actually black and white, which is weird. And it wasn't Playboy because you know Playboy is just um, with Playboy. Obviously, there's no sex. It's just um, women, and there's you know they're not like spread eagle, right? They're just 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 uh, nudes. Uh, I guess you could say tasteful nudes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> with with uh, other magazines, of course, like uh, I'm trying to think back in the day, it was like Hustler and Penthouse and those, um, those are, were more pornographic. And so I remember one of my friends had uh, this wrinkled folded image of a girl going down on a guy. Um, and I remember like, I remember seeing it and just being in shock. Like I was, uh, I, I just, I, what is going on here? What is this? It's so bad. But then also part of you is so curious and you're like, oh my. And I remember that it was torn out from a magazine and it was folded into like four pieces. And, uh, you know, it's something that um, I carried in my back pocket until basically I stared at it for so long that it, I think I burned a hole in, in it, the actual uh, magazine uh, page. Anyway, so yes, I was exposed to images at an early age, and then, um, you know, after that, it, you know, it wasn't, I didn't really, um, I wasn't exposed to much, so like high school, I mean, I was busy skateboarding and playing and all of that stuff, and of course, when I started liking girls, I was outside trying to um, kiss them and stuff, I wasn't looking at magazines, and so uh, even in high school and stuff, uh, there there wasn't much porn in my life and it's weird because I think about today and I think about how uh accessible it is I can't imagine I mean I I mean it's nuts like once you have a cell phone you know I mean unless your your parents you know lock it and stuff and hopefully they do um at any age you can just within seconds see images that you I mean, compared to what I saw, I mean, what you can see today is, is crazy, right? And so I can't imagine um, how that wires people today, both men and women, you know, uh, boys and girls. But for me, I didn't see much of it. I wasn't exposed to much of it in high school. Then, of course, in college, it was around more. Um, I joined a fraternity because I went to Cal State Northridge, which was a commuter school, and there was nothing to do. You basically had no social life if you, unless you joined a fraternity. So I got sucked into that for about a year. And of course, you know, in the frat house, there's you know just shit everywhere. So alcohol and, and magazines and movies and all that stuff. So there was some of that stuff there, but I, I wasn't you know there was never a problem. I didn't it didn't affect me that much. Um, but I remember even like in high school, I went over to a friend's house and her dad had a bunch of Playboys. And I remember um, grabbing one and taking it into the restroom like I was going to the restroom and, and just flipping through it. Right. So I definitely um, had curiosity. I definitely, you know, if the magazines were there, of course, I would I would look at them. Right. So all of that. We'll be right back after this brief message. So I have tried many meal delivery services throughout the years because I have no idea how to cook. And I gotta say, Saqqara is my favorite. Here's what I love about Saqqara. Not only are they organic and nutritionist and delicious and plant-based, but 
they are specifically designed to enhance your energy, improve digestion, and help with healthy weight loss. So basically, you're not getting meals, you're getting meal programs. And this is amazing because then you don't have to think about what is in your meals. You don't have to think about the nutrition you want to put in your body. All you have to do is eat. And if you like to eat like me, then that is going to be convenient and worth every penny. I want to give you $60 off your first order. $60 off. Just go to sakara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash angry therapist. And they've gotten uh, rave reviews from Vogue and Goop and the New York Times. So go to sakara.com slash angry therapist, get 60 bucks off and try these guys they're amazing they're delicious live better um and then it wasn't until man i was uh probably my 20s and um my marriage wasn't going well and the internet came out and i remember this day um my uh wife at the time came home I don't know if she came home or she saw something. Oh, no, no. It was on my laptop and she caught it. And I don't know if it was like uh, uh, on the, I don't know what it feels, downloaded. I don't know, but it was a, a, it was a clip. It was like a three minute clip. And I remember her discovering it and looking at me. And it was literally like she walked in on me having sex with someone else. And that's how much it hit her. Um, and of course I internalized it. Um, she also came from a, a very conservative um, you know, uh, upbringing and religious and all that. So, um, I don't know how much that had to do with it. I'm sure because it was, you know, she had def- different definitions and wasn't exposed to that. So, um, that was shocking for her and it was, you know, wrong and bad. And, and, and that's when I thought maybe I had a problem. I remember, um, going to, uh, and of course at the time I was also very, uh, I, I was aware that it was very sexual, and um, thinking about you know images and 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 always kind of in sexual fantasy throughout the day, um, and so I thought maybe I was a sex addict, and it wasn't just because of that one image. I mean, or that that one three minute video. It was just a, a me playing back my life and 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 my wiring and how I am, um, knowing that addiction is in my blood and all that. So I started going to um, SAA meetings and. Um, uh, it's 12 step. It's basically uh, sex addicts anonymous and also S A S L A meaning sex love addicts. So there's um, S A A and S L A. Uh, one is uh, love addiction. One is one is sex addiction. And usually the, the sex addiction meetings are 99% men. There might be one woman. Um, and then in the S L A, the love addiction meetings it's mostly women uh, sprinkled with men anyway uh, and those are great meetings lots of um lots of uh, amazing stories and shares and and you know they're powerful just like the aa meetings and Alan and all that so i went on that journey for a little bit and then you know bringing it to like kind of the here and now and today and now on my you know uh views on pornography so one i do think that um being exposed to those kind of image, images early on um, does wire you a certain way. Absolutely. I mean, how could it not, right? So it doesn't matter if you're you're looking at um, sex or or if you're exposed to violence or whatever you're exposed to, and especially kids today, um, whether it's you know uh, people chopping each other's heads off in video games or watching pornography, um, it's going to affect them in some way. So I do believe that 100%. Um, I think that also 
the way that uh, pornography is portrayed, meaning it's mo- it's mostly, and I know there is um, porn for women too, but it's mostly um, slanted and angled and uh, edited and <laughs> filmed for the heterosexual man. Well, I'm talking about straight porn. Of course, gay, gay porn is a whole different topic. I, 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 I have not watched uh, gay porn, but straight porn, it's... Um, it's a lot of, I think, uh, it's a lot of, um, I don't want to say false, yeah, I mean, it's false advertising, but it's a lot of distorted intimacy, right? So if you're young and you're watching um, men with baby arms in between their legs and you're watching um, men being aggressive and you're watching uh, women uh liking the men being aggressive, right? That's going to send a certain message. Uh, I think porn can be dangerous in that it gets men to perform, right? It gets men to um, measure their penis and that, of course, being attached to their worth and manhood. I think porn can be dangerous uh, because it could also be very addictive. It could become a habit, right? Like any addiction. Um, Anything that shoots dopamine into your brain or gives you some kind of high, whether it's food or... uh, porn or gambling or whatever uh, can become a problem. So uh, yes, I think porn can be damaging and um, destructive in, in many ways, absolutely. Now, does that mean that it's a it's completely wrong and off? Uh, no, I think like any anything, I don't th- I don't believe in absolutes, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> absolutes. <laughs> absolutes i don't believe in absolutes i i, I don't believe i said it again um i i don't believe in like uh black and white right so if you can use porn and i've done this too i've actually watched porn with my partner um if you can use it as a tool if you use it where it doesn't control you if you can um watch it where it's not brainwashing you, right? If you're aware of what it is, right? That it is um, a lot of acting and a lot of pretending and a lot, and a lot of um, um, performance, and you're aware of that, um, it can be an aid. Like you know, it's like saying it's like saying uh, uh, sex toys are bad, right? Because it's not natural and or whatever. No, they're, they they can be tools. They can be aids. I think it's about um, a dependency on it. I think it's about if it's causing you to internalize, if it's causing you to create a warped definition of sex and intimacy, if it's causing you to spend like lose your life, meaning spend too much money on it or lose lose track of time. I mean, if, if all you're doing is watching porn all day and not getting off the couch, then yes, that's definitely a problem. Um, also, if porn is causing you to um, scratch a bigger itch, meaning if that turns into suddenly you're um, um, getting escorts or getting masseuses or whatever you're doing, then that could obviously be a problem. So yes, I think that uh, it can be dangerous and I think that it can be harmful. At the end of the day, you have to define what it means to you. So um, whether you watch porn or not watch porn, um, 
you have to decide what it means to you, right? And it's the same with anything that can be addictive. I mean, even exercise, right? If you are ex- if you're working out three times a day, and your your basically life revolves around that, um, you have to decide if that's a problem, right, or if that's healthy. And you got to be really honest with yourself. Um, I think if you have addiction in your blood, you should be more aware of anything that uh, uh, that creates that kind of high. Um, I think also you, if you're in a relationship, it's important to talk about these things, right? So if your partner is completely against it, you have to take that into consideration. Now, it doesn't mean that um, you have to stop. I mean, it just means that there's a conversation there. And then your partner also has to explore what that means to her or him and um, why that is is bad or wrong or why that hurts them or makes them angry. Um, usually it's because you are fantasizing and, you know, getting off, um, with someone that is not them. And so a lot of times they see that as cheating. They see that as, um, you drifting that see that they see that as that not being, I mean, that's, that's not cool. Right. So, and other people, because um, I've I've also been uh, in relationships with women are completely cool with it and supportive of it, and they sometimes watch it themselves and all that. So it depends on the individual. It depends on your relationship with your partner and all of that stuff. So what is my take on porn? Um, I think in moderation, and it's not just with porn, it's with anything, uh, Anything that has control over you, I think, is a problem. Anything where you have control over it, and this is where you really have to be honest with yourself, right? So um, it doesn't matter if we're talking about working out or pornography or donuts. If If it's in moderation and you believe that it's not destructive to your life or your uh, soul or your values or your relationship – then to each their own, you know. I, I really don't have um, judgment on on people who uh, watch it or people who don't. But if it is consuming, if it is leading to other disruptive behavior, if it is a way to numb, to hide, you know, all, which which also food can be, right? Um, then then it can be a problem, and it can be addictive, and it can be dangerous, and it can be toxic, and all of that. All of that being said, I do think, and this is kind of my 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 bigger note, um, you have to know and you have to be aware of how it brainwashes us. So when you look at uh, pornography, you, you can't look at it like, okay, that's how, that's what intimacy looks like. That's the blueprint I need to trace. That's the average size of a man. That's how long he lasts. Those are the positions that we're supposed to do, right? So if you're using it as education, then I think that is wrong and dangerous, and it's going to lead you down um, a lot of hurt and disappointment and 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 not not healthy behaviors, right? But if you see it for what it is, and it's basically a lot of acting and a lot of you know, and and you know, I, I got to be honest. I mean, a lot of people who do in the adult industry, um, and this is a fact, not opinion. And not everyone, but but many um, are in there because they're going through their own pain, like meaning they have uh, been uh, either sexually abused or 
um, and not everyone, because there are also um, people in the adult business or strippers or whatever uh, who are who had happy childhoods and nothing ever happened to them, and this is just their way of expressing their sexuality. Absolutely, there are those, but there are also, and this is, I think, the majority um, have something that has happened in their life that has led them down that path. So that's another way to look at it is when you're looking at this, if you if you start look pull the curtain back and you start looking at the stories behind these people, um, there's a lot of you know trauma and pain and, and all of that stuff there too. So anyway, that was a very long winded explanation, but I think. You know, I think everything starts with a conversation, and it's at, at the end of the day, it's not about me and my opinions. It's about you, what works for you, what, what doesn't work for you in your own personal life and relationships. I do encourage you to, um, and this is not really about porn, but it's about sexuality. sexuality. I do encourage you to explore. I do encourage... Um, you and this is both men and women to um, express your needs and to connect with your body and to not see sex as bad or um, something you do for someone else but I do encourage everyone to because we're sexual beings to embrace their sexuality to explore their sexuality um, to be mindful to be respectful to be open to receiving as well as giving and and allow sexuality to be um, a journey and a way to connect not just you know not just skin all right guys be well thank you for listening hey if you have a passion to help others and want to become a life coach or you just want to acquire tools to change your own life learn more about our catalyst life coaching intensive We are an evidence-based training program with an amazing, authentic, vibrant community, and we give lifetime support. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coach Training. Hey, before you go, if you like my ramblings and revelations and shares, I am now texting people directly to their phone. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, if you want to subscribe. I'll be doing weekly texts, five days a week, reminders and also uh, mindsets and uh, exercises and challenges. And every week there will be a different theme, a different topic. So I hope to see you in your phone. And also, if you enjoy this conversation, I hope you help me uh, spread the dialogue and help other people by sharing it. You never know what people need to hear. So if it's helped you, I hope you uh, can help me help others.